Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. I hope that you're doing well on this Monday. On today's show, we'll talk about Ryan Young's decision to transfer to Duke, what the Blue Devils are getting in Ryan Young. We'll get the first thoughts on the rotation for Duke men's basketball going into next season and some spring sports updates for you with Duke University. I'm JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Lockdown Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you very much for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen and first watch each and every day. Ryan Young has made the decision to transfer to the Duke Blue Devils. He is a center, 6'10", 240 pounds from Northwestern, coming over as a graduate transfer. Young, a native of Stewartsville, New Jersey, will have two years of NCAA eligibility left. This is a big addition. You look at some of the recent transfers from Duke, a lot of them having ties back to the school. Next year's team will also have a transfer in Kel Catchings, who comes over from Harvard, coached by former Duke Blue Devil Tommy Amaker. Ryan Young, of course, played for Chris Collins, the former Duke Blue Devil player and assistant coach on Coach K's staff. Ryan Young comes over. Uh, We'll talk about him. He's, as I said, 6'10", 240, played in 31 games last year, making one start, nine points per game, 4.2 rebounds per game in about 17 minutes of action out there on the floor for the Northwestern Wildcats. 55.9% shooting from the floor, 67.6% shooting from the free throw line. He redshirted his first season, 2018-2019 season, and then had three years as a player. Of course, one of those seasons did not have postseason basketball as it was cut short due to COVID. Young, not a three-point shooter, more of your back-to-the-basket big who can finish around the rim. Three-point numbers for him in his career, 5 of 29 from three-point range in three seasons. That is 17.2%, so do not expect Young to be much of a three-point shooter at all. His career high was 25 points. That was back on December 15th of 2019 against SIU Edwardsville. Uh, Young was born in Canada. He's a dual citizen of both Canada and the United States. He had double-figure scoring efforts in 32 games throughout his career as a Northwestern Wildcat and had three career double-doubles as well. Ryan Young, you take a look at some of the other numbers for him, how well he was a season ago. He drew 6.5 fouls per 40 minutes, these numbers courtesy of Ken Palm. That is a top 35 number nationally. So that's a good sign that he's got his back to the basket. He's going to force a lot of fouls. Duke is not expecting this guy to come in and be an impact player right away because of the fact that you've got five-star recruits and Derek Lively and Kyle Filipowski coming in. They will be the guys directly after Mark Williams. You look at athleticism for a guy like Ryan Young, that is unfortunately not something that jumps off the page. Some pretty eye-opening numbers at six foot ten, just two dunks a season ago for Ryan Young. He has only six career dunks 
it's surprising because you talk about what Duke was able to have this past season. Mark Williams had 96 dunks. That was tops in all of Division I basketball. So way different what we're seeing from Patrick, or excuse me, from Ryan Young than Mark Williams. I started to say Patrick Chappé because we talk about the long line of graduate transfers that Duke has had now in consecutive seasons. This is now five. Ryan Young for this upcoming season from Northwestern. You've got Kel Catchings as well, who is from Harvard. Then we had a season ago, Bates Jones from Davidson and Theo John from Marquette. And then two seasons ago now at this point, Patrick Tappé, the transfer from Columbia, a part of the Duke men's basketball team. Duke was one of only 10 teams in Division I basketball to not have any scholarship players enter the transfer portal. We saw Jeff Goodman put that note out there. That's so amazing that Duke was able to have players either graduate or enter the NBA draft. Michael Savarino, the only player in the transfer portal, Coach K's grandson, but he started his career as a walk-on, and Duke had leftover scholarships, so we're able to give him that. John Shire released a statement about Duke officially announcing the sign signings of scholarship agreements for Kale Catchings and Ryan Young. Quote, we needed to add some depth and experience to our roster this spring, and we certainly achieved that with Kale and Ryan. They each come from programs and coaches that we both know and trust and believe in them helping us on the court every day. Kale and Ryan are also model student-athletes that graduated from prestigious institutions who will represent Duke in our program at the highest level. End quote. It continues actually a little bit later. Quote, Kale came highly recommended by all his coaches, much like Ryan. He is physical and will bring a toughness that will make everyone in our program better. He is versatile in his ability to defend multiple positions and also step out and shoot. Talking about Ryan Young specifically, John Shire said this, Quote, Ryan fills a major need for us inside on both ends of the court. He is a very effective low post scorer in the Big Ten, where he also battled against some of the best big men in the country. He brings a much-needed physical presence and really complements our incoming freshmen, end quote. So big-time get for the Duke Blue Devils in the transfer portal by bringing Ryan Young over to be a part of the team for this upcoming basketball season. In just a moment, let's talk a little bit more about this roster as it's starting to take shape what we can expect from Duke men's basketball uh, coming up in just a moment here on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's edition of Locked on Blue Devils is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you wherever you go. As all Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and that means Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. It's a lot of flavors to choose from. They make sure there's a flavor for everyone. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. You're making a great decision by choosing Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Locked on Blue Devils here today on Monday, May 9th, 2022. My name is JJ Jackson. We'll talk about Duke men's basketball going into next season. The Blue Devils now have the following players on scholarship. Joey Baker, Jalen Blakes, and Jeremy Roach are the players that were on last year's team coming back for another season with the Duke Blue Devils. Incoming freshman, 
Derek Lively the second, Kyle Filipowski, Derek Whitehead, Jaden Shute, and Christian Reeves. And then Duke also has two grad transfers, Kale Catchings and Ryan Young. So at that point guard spot, Duke will have Jeremy Roach as a starting point guard. We can bury the lead. We know that right away. Roach is coming back. Year three, Jay Roach is going to be so much fun. He will be the guy to get Duke into their offensive sets. I think he's going to have a big jump as well. He took a big jump from freshman to sophomore year. I think it continues to go up as he gets set to play in his junior season for the Duke men's basketball team. And then Jalen Blakes is going to compliment him as a backup player. I think it speaks volumes that Jalen Blakes is coming back for another season. Again, as I said earlier, Jeff Goodman put it out there that there are only 10 teams in all of Division I basketball. 353 D1 teams, only 10 did not have a single scholarship player enter the transfer portal. Some folks might have thought that Jalen Blakes could be that guy. You didn't see hardly any playing time your freshman season. He kind of knew that would be the expectation. And even still, despite barely playing on the floor, you like what you're seeing at Duke and you want to come back for another year. That's awesome. Of course, we talked about him being high school teammates with Keenan Worthington, who's a walk-on on the Duke basketball team. I think Jalen Blakes will be improved going into his sophomore season. I don't know still that there's a lot of playing time for Blakes, but I think he's going to be great to have on the team. The shooting guard position is one that we'll come back to uh, in just a little bit. At the three spot, Dariq Whitehead's going to be your guy. Uh, I mean, he's absolutely uh, a perennial All-American, possibly coming in all-conference type player, certainly an all-ACC freshman type player. He's lauded for his defense ability. We've talked about him with Jason Evans of the Duke Basketball Report last week, just how much high school basketball he played at Montverde and all the competition that he was going up against in his own practice. He's also going to get that at Duke in practice, going up against really good players uh, defensively. That's only going to make you better. That small forward spot, we'll also see Kel Catchings, the grad transfer coming over from Harvard, six foot six. Another good guy to have in the mix there. Uh, at four, you've got Kyle Filipowski, the stretch four, the stretch big that Duke loves to talk about. He's outstanding. And then Mark Mitchell could also be in the mix there as well. Six eight, six seven for Mark Mitchell, uh, 215, 24. I mean, it, it, the measurables are kind of out there on Mark Mitchell. What's interesting about Mark is when he first started his recruitment process, listed entirely as a three. As it's gotten later into the year, he's been listed more as a four. That just tells me the guy is versatile. Puts the ball on the deck with his left hand, a lefty shooter. I'm left-handed myself, so I love watching other left-handed people shoot the basketball. Really excited to see uh, Mark Mitchell play. And then starting at center next year, it's going to be Derek Lively, the second. Ryan Young will back him up, the Northwestern grad transfer. And then Christian Lint Reeves, an incoming freshman, from Oak Hill Academy, a three-star recruit. There are rumors out there that he could possibly redshirt this upcoming season. That's a look at your opening three there for Duke men's basketball at that center spot. The question goes back to kind of the two-three spot, the wing position for Duke. Joey Baker comes back as a fifth-year player. He's going to use his extra COVID year of eligibility to play for the Duke men's basketball team. We are hopeful that for Joey Baker, he has a successful fifth season that he could be productive out there shooting the basketball and uh yeah we'll go from there i'm looking now uh just to confirm again 68205 the mark mitchell numbers from a little bit earlier uh jaden shoot is another incoming freshman 6465 uh that will play that two guard spot out of yorkville illinois he can really shoot the basketball and i'm so excited to see 
what he could do this upcoming season. I'm probably higher on him than most simply because this is my mindset. This is a top 50 player in the entire country. And because a program like Duke recruits top 10, top 15, top 20 players, five stars, anytime you see a top 50 guy that's a little bit lower in his class rankings, I think you can roll your eyes a little bit at Duke and be like, okay, what? He's still a really good basketball player. He can still really shoot. He's really athletic. I love watching him drive the rim and dunk on some people because you don't expect that to necessarily be the case for him. Kind of Grayson Allen type vibes when you watch his highlights. So I think Jaden Chute is going to be a remarkable player for Duke, likely there for at least two seasons. I think he could surprise some people. In that spot in particular, though, this is where that transfer option is still open for Duke. A.J. Green, a very popular name out there in the transfer portal, as we've discussed. A.J. Green playing at Northern Iowa. He's going to compete in the NBA draft combine and go through that draft process and see if he likes the evaluation. If not, he's transferring, and Duke is interested. You know, his father is on the staff at Oklahoma State, I believe, or Iowa State, excuse me. Iowa State is where his father is on the coaching staff, so that's going to be a program to watch out for. But if A.J. Green wants to play at the highest level, I think Duke is a great spot. And then the big question is still out there about Trevor Keels. Does he get draft feedback and want to come back to Duke for another year? I think that would be awesome. I think everyone would love to see year two Trevor Keels at Duke, but this is where I'm at. I don't think it's happening. I do not think Trevor Keels will come back and play for Duke next season. I think he's going to stay committed to the draft process. Don't expect Trevor Keels to be a part of the Duke men's basketball team next season. I'm really looking forward to talking a little bit more about that rotation in depth with some of the guests that will join us over the next few weeks here on Locked On Blue Devils, but that's kind of your early look. Again, right now, the scholarship players for the Duke men's basketball team, Jeremy Roach, Jalen Blakes, Joey Baker, Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski, Derek Lively II, Jaden Shute, Derek Whitehead, Christian Reeves, Kale Catchings, and Ryan Young. When we come back after our final break here on Locked On Blue Devils, we'll give you a spring sports update. What else is going on in the world of Duke athletics? I'll tell you about that coming up here in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends and our partners at Bet Online as they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting playoffs, esports, and more. Here's a line of the day for you. The ACC football odds have been released. Some future odds for Duke going into the 2022 football season. Duke, the longest shot. We probably could have seen that coming. But the Duke Blue Devils 500-1 to in the odds line at betonline.net to win the ACC football championship. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Betonline.net. Betonline, where the game starts. Final few moments of Lockdown Blue Devils here today. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as the host of your podcast here. Duke Softball. Their season came to a close over the weekend. They swept the Pittsburgh Panthers at home, and now Duke gets set for the ACC tournament. The Blue Devils finished the regular season with a 40-7 overall record, 19-3 in the ACC. That is so impressive that Duke was able to finish the season that strong. They are the reigning ACC tournament champs from a season ago. Duke will be the number two seed in the ACC tournament, right behind number one seed, Virginia Tech. Duke will play Thursday 
versus either number seven, Georgia Tech, or number 10, NC State, at 5 p.m. Eastern time in the ACC quarterfinals. So Duke's playing either Georgia Tech or NC State. Who would you rather play between the two? Well, Duke actually played both of these opponents this season. Duke swept number seven, Georgia Tech, at Georgia Tech, and they also swept NC State at home. So Duke had a whole lot of success against both of these teams. Should they face one of them in the ACC quarterfinals, I think Duke's going to be in a good position. I think Duke has a really good chance to make it to the weekend and to be playing for the ACC tournament title against Virginia Tech. Talking more about this Duke softball team, the fact that they are the number two seed in the ACC tournament, it will be played in Pittsburgh this upcoming week. Again, Duke gets started on Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern. The Duke baseball team, they had a series against Pitt, funny enough, this past week on the road. Duke won just one of those games. They won the last game of the series on Sunday by a score of 15-5. to Duke is 20-6 and overall on the season, 9-15 and in the ACC. We talked about Duke baseball just a week or so ago with Chris Edwards, the play-by-play voice of Duke baseball on the Blue Devil Network. It's been a tough season for Duke, the reigning ACC tournament champions themselves. Duke is back in action tomorrow with a road game at ECU. They've got after that, if you include that, I should say, Duke has eight total games left in the regular season. Tomorrow at East Carolina, three games this upcoming weekend versus NC State. They'll play a midweek game next week against Davidson, and Duke will have three games on the road at Virginia Tech as Duke baseball looks to stay relevant, get themselves in a position to have a good run at the ACC tournament as the defending ACC tournament champions. And then the final Duke Spring Sports update I wanted to give you today here on Locked on Blue Devils. Duke men's lacrosse, the number nine team in the country, finished their season on Saturday by taking on Notre Dame. They were at number seven Notre Dame where they lost that game, a competitive game. Duke lost by a score of 16-14. to 14. So Duke finishes 11-6 overall, 3-3 in the ACC, and went 2-0 this season against the University of North Carolina. On Sunday, yesterday, we learned that Duke missed the NCAA tournament. Number nine, Duke, and number seven, Notre Dame, missed the NCAA tournament. It is an 18-team NCAA tournament field. Duke had a top 15 RPI and a top 15 strength of schedule, as did Notre Dame, who defeated Duke twice this season. And both teams missed the field. The NCAA tournament committee said that Duke had a couple of very uh, bad, questionable losses that they weren't the biggest fan of. But the lacrosse world is pretty surprised that Duke and Notre Dame, as at-large bids, did not make the NCAA tournament. This is the first time since 2006 that Duke did not make the NCAA tournament. It is the first time under head coach John Donowski that Duke men's lacrosse has missed the tournament. Again, Duke, a really good lacrosse program, three-time national champions under Donowski, three-time national championships in the program period. So John Donowski, the most successful coach for Duke men's lacrosse. This is the first season they did not make the NCAA tournament. Those national championships for Duke were 2010, 2013, and 2014. That wraps up our show here today. A lot of fun talking about Ryan Young's decision to transfer and to play for Duke men's basketball, kind of what the rotation looks like. A lot of questions still to be answered there. I think that you look at the depth chart for Duke, it's really interesting. We're going to be able to talk about that a lot over the next few weeks. And then a big update on what's happening this week in Duke athletics. 
Really excited to see that Duke softball team defend their ACC softball tournament title this week there in Pittsburgh. You can connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter as well at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Make sure you also check out the Locked On ACC podcast. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go do. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.